This is Across the Grace Lutheran Church Sermon Podcast. On June 21st, 2020, we gathered virtually to worship on the third Sunday of Pentecost. Pastor Aaron Stanford preached from the Gospel of Matthew, chapter 10, verses 24 through 39. The Holy Gospel according to Matthew, the 10th chapter. Jesus told his disciples, A disciple is not above the teacher, nor a slave above the master. It is enough for the disciple to be like the teacher and the slave like the master. If they have called the master of the house Beelzebul, how much more will they malign those of his household? So have no fear of them, for nothing is covered up that will not be uncovered, and nothing secret that will not become known. What I say to you in the dark, tell in the light, and what you hear whispered, proclaim from the housetops. Do not fear those who kill the body but cannot kill the soul. Rather, fear him who can destroy both soul and body in hell. But are not two sparrows sold for a penny? Yet not one of them will fall to the ground apart from your father. And even the hairs of your head are all counted, so do not be afraid. You are of more value than many sparrows. Everyone, therefore, who acknowledges me before others, I also will acknowledge before my Father in heaven. But whoever denies me before others, I will also deny before my Father in heaven. Do not think that I have come to bring peace to the earth. I have not come to bring peace, but a sword. For I have come to set a man against his father, and a daughter against her mother, and a daughter-in-law against her mother-in-law. And one's foes will be members of one's own household. Whoever loves father or mother more than me is not worthy of me, and whoever loves son or daughter more than me is not worthy of me, and whoever does not take up the cross and follow me is not worthy of me. Those who find their life will lose it, and those who lose their life for my sake will find it. The Gospel of the Lord. Grace, peace, and mercy to you from God our Father, from our Lord and our Savior Jesus the Christ, and the Holy Spirit who unites us in faith. Amen. There's any number of directions to take a message based on today's gospel text, especially the part about uh, father against son and uh, strife within a family on this Father's Day, but I'm not going to go there. What I feel most compelled to address are Jesus' words about fear. The concept of fear was present to my family in several instances over a 12-hour period just this week. The first example happened as I was reading to my children before bed. We're currently reading the book Woodsong by Gary Paulson about his experiences with sled dogs and running the Iditarod in Alaska. The first couple chapters include several accounts of fear, particularly his account of watching a doe being chased by a pack of wolves. And how the wolves and his dogs and even him, he could smell the fear from that animal. And there was also a story about the time he was trying to get a bear to wander away from his property by throwing a stick at it and nearly lost his life when that bear attacked him. His writing on fear is gripping and palpable. So next, there was the case of my child who couldn't fall asleep. By midnight that night, a sobbing boy was admitting to my wife and I that the reason he could not sleep was that he was afraid of something. 
Perhaps out of shame or embarrassment, he initially didn't want to tell me what he was afraid of. I tried to explain to him that the way our fears get out of control is when we fail to put words to them and keep them locked inside of us. Now, eventually, he told us what he was afraid of, and no, it wasn't anything to do with that Gary Paulson book we had read together a few hours earlier, which was my first assumption. His specific fear is not important to this story, but suffice to say, I think it helped and will help him to tell us about his fear. The next morning, during a family walk through the woods at Southeast Way Park, my other son jumped over a large stick stretched across the path in the woods, and he screamed as he landed on the other side. And what he noticed while in mid-air was that that large stick he was jumping over was actually a large snake. Not only was he terrified and shocked from the sight of the snake, which is an experience I know all too well and have struggled with my whole life, but now that snake was separating him from the safety of his family, and he was not about to jump over the snake again. Now, in some respects, these three experiences with fear are minor. Certainly, there are other things in the world more terrifying than snakes or the thoughts that sneak into our heads as we try to sleep. But on the other hand, fear is fear. You can't experience only a little bit of fear. There is now spectrum to fear as we feel it pulse through our bodies. And we cannot look objectively or rationalize our fear in the moment. The work of teaching ourselves how to address and overcome our fear has to be done preemptively. It's tempting to think that the way to deal with fear is to avoid the experiences about which we know we're afraid. For example, my family could stop taking walks through the woods. No more snakes that way. Much the same way that I, when I was living in California, avoided swimming or surfing in the ocean because I'm terrified and convinced that I would get attacked by a shark. This approach is far from an ideal solution. Not only does it end up limiting one's life experiences, but it's entirely impractical to most situations. For example, I don't think it would be in anyone's interest for my son to avoid going to sleep ever again. See, Jesus never taught his disciples the ways of fear avoidance. He did not comfort them with the words, Do only what makes you comfortable, for as long as you follow me, you'll have a safe life. No, he never said that. Instead, Jesus warns his disciples that to follow him meant to make the same enemies as him, to endure the same afflictions and punishments as him, and to ultimately lose their life like him. Jesus' command for his disciples to not be afraid is less an invitation to avoid fear and more an invitation to run headlong into the things they think would be terrifying with the faith that God's ultimate goodness will prevail through it all. Jesus instructs his followers that the ones who profess to have power in the world have only the illusion of power. These illusions of power will be uncovered and exposed in the light of the gospel. Jesus says it would be right to fear only one thing. The one who wields absolute power over our soul and our body. That is God. But even God is not to be feared in that way. Because the one who wields, because the one who wields absolute power over our soul and body will never harm us. Never. Ever. We are far too valuable and precious. 
God is not in the business of destroying what God has created and redeemed. You've heard the quote, the only thing we have to fear is fear itself. And while Jesus didn't say that, it is Christ-affirmed nonetheless. Only fear will prevent us from following in the footsteps of the Christ. Only fear will prevent us from sharing the good news of God's redemption of all creation. Only fear will prevent us from seeing our diverse brothers and sisters as God's children. Only fear will prevent us from critiquing the systems and structures that diminish people's livelihoods and claim their very lives. And those systems and structures do not have ultimate divinely ordained power. Therefore, we shall not fear them. The three examples of fear I mentioned earlier are not the only ways that I have been learning about fear recently. I've also gleaned much from the work of African-American professor, author, activist, and theologian Howard Thurman in his book published in 1949 titled Jesus and the Disinherited. In his chapter on the topic of fear, he posits that fear prevents us from having a meaningful and formative answer to the question at the core of each person's life, which is, who am I? He explains it this way, quote, There are few things more devastating than to have it burned into you that you do not count and that no provisions are made for the literal protection of your person. The threat of violence is ever-present, and there is no way to determine precisely when it may come crashing down upon you. The underprivileged in any society are the victims of a perpetual war of nerves. End quote. I don't know what it's like to be underprivileged in society. My answer to the question, who am I, has not been shaped by fear of violence against me or my people. But even for the underprivileged who live assaulted by the perpetual war of nerves, Howard Thurman insists that the answer to the question, who am I, has to point to God. His grandmother, who was enslaved in Florida, would recount to him the constant message she heard from the preacher of these secret religious meetings. He would triumphantly proclaim, you, you are not slaves, you are God's children. Howard Thurman goes on to write, This identity in God establishes for them the ground of personal dignity, so that a profound sense of personal worth could absorb the fear reaction. This alone is not enough, but without it, nothing else is of value. End quote. In other words, only after a person understands they are inherently valued and cared for and loved by God can they then demand bravely in the face of oppression to be treated by others as a child of God. And that, my friends, is what's going on in our world right now. See, God is sending us into the world to be the beautiful hands and feet of Christ, bearing the good news for all people that they are all God's beloved children. And as we see throughout history and still today, too many people stand in direct opposition of this inclusive message. But do not fear in your proclamation of the good news. Because nothing is more important for God's followers today than to be fearless. 
to borrow the words of Howard Thurman once more, nothing less than a great daring in the face of overwhelming odds can achieve the inner security in which fear cannot possibly survive. Dare greatly, my brothers and sisters. Amen.